Welcome to the Divine Feminines podcast and channel. I'm your host, Steph Desar. And before I get started, don't forget to like and subscribe this channel, The Divine Feminines. We're on YouTube and all major podcast platforms. That's Apple, Google, Spotify, you name it, all of them. And plus Instagram and TikTok. And that's Divine Feminines with AZ. Why do you want to like and subscribe? Well, we cover loads of great content on mind, body, soul empowerment, the twin flame journey, high vibrational soul connections, moon magic and moon manifestations. And on the social media channels, We've got some great, inspiring content and a lovely Soul Tribe community. So welcome back to my Soul Tribe and welcome to all those that are new that may be joining us for the first time. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about the stages of the Twin Flame journey. If you've listened and tuned in to my other episodes um, throughout the, the recent weeks and months, I've been talking about the Twin Flame journey and dynamic, um, having resonated with and um, resonating with being a Twin Flame myself and why I think that there's a lot of misinformation out there. And I really wanted to bring my um, my wisdom, my experience and my knowledge to the table to hopefully help others. Um, so um, shout out the love, lovely setting here. I'm in the Shangri-La Istanbul Bosphorus Hotel and it's been a beautiful trip. I'm really grateful that I've managed to experience this beautiful, um, this beautiful city and shout out my soul sister, Mevla for um, taking me around and showing me um, the ropes. So the twin flame stages. Right guys, you may be watching this, you don't, you might not know if you're a twin flame um, or you may really resonate with being one. I just want to reinforce and I really am making a big point of this in a lot of my videos. Not everybody's a twin flame and that is not a bad thing. If you're not, like don't go out there looking to be one. If you if you're a twin flame, you will it will find you. It's not that you go out there going, oh, I'm gonna find my twin flame, and then you manifest it. It doesn't work like that. If you're a twin flame, it will come to you um, when you least expect it, and it's not exactly the nicest kind of coming to you. Let's just say it really just happens um, out of the blue. And to be honest, that's not the first thing you'll think of. It will probably be the very last thing. You probably wouldn't even know what what a twin flame is. You might have known what a soulmate is. So um, the reason why I'm saying this is because there's a lot of people out there like claiming that a partner or someone they've met is a twin flame because of certain dynamics. And this is why I'm going to go through the stages because this might help. There's certain dynamics that can happen in toxic relationships. And then someone's just like, oh, well, I'll just stay here because that's my twin flame. Now, even if it was your twin flame, staying in a dynamic that is toxic and disrespectful for yourself and compromising your boundaries is something I'm not going to promote and I don't think anyone needs to be doing it. And so, you know, that you need to get yourself out of that or find yourself out of that through setting boundaries, through self-empowerment, stepping into your power, speaking your truth and really navigating, right? So, so you know, most of the souls out here are going to end up becoming aligned to soulmate connections, which is a beautiful, beautiful um way of aligning and um, finding a divine partner. And that's still a divine divine counterpart when you have a soulmate. The twins are really being called to create a brand new blueprint for love. And maybe it's not so much brand new. It's a blueprint that existed in the times of, you know, Lemurian Atlantis, if anyone knows about those times, which I truly believe really did happen and was our ancient ancient history and that's where the real blueprint of unconditional love existed and it's 
it got lost, it was removed, it was taken away. And we've, you know, evolved into these distorted masculine and feminine dynamics and distorted um, un understandings of love, which is quite codependent and um, not healthy, right? And so there's a lot of relationships out there that, you know, a lot of people are sticking around with each other, but they're not doing the work. You know, if they did the work, maybe they could save save their relationship and take it to the next level where it elevates or actually they just need to move on from that person but they're staying in, stuck in their comfort zone you know whatever that is um then it's not healthy but you need to work on it now the twin flames are coming in to do this work to meet each other unexpectedly but through the connection they signed up to experience a very profound um alignment with their twin soul so if someone said to me, Steph, does everyone have a twin soul? I think everyone does have souls that they resonate with, but not everyone is a twin soul. That's my personal opinion. Um, there are a number of twin souls that are on earth right now that have reincarnated, that have signed up to go through this journey. And they're taking on this work, whether they realise it or not. Uh, and that is to evolve, break their ego down, ascend and, and, and embody what, you know, love is, open their heart chakra completely. And by doing so and doing this work with their twin, because whether they're with their twin or not, they are doing this work, even as much as they try to push it away some sometimes, it kind of has a way of biting them in the butt and they have to kind of do the work regardless because the universe just kind of just says, well, you signed up for this, so I'm going to I'm gonna step in when I need to, right? Um, so they they are really creating the new blueprint for love, but the soulmates and other the rest of the soul family are playing a major role. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm not a twin flame, um, that's fine. And you're more than welcome to listen to this because it may really give you just an understanding of why the twins are doing what they're doing, what is the real purpose for their connection and how it's going to help the rest of the souls and the soul family come into really high vibrational love connections, high vibrational dynamics that's really going to shift with this new earth that is actually forming this new earth right now. So there's many couples and um, souls that are, you know, very close to twin flames they're not too far away they're in high vibrational soul connections they may go through very similar dynamics that's the next layer after twins those high vibrational soul connections soulmates and then the soulmates a bit further you know i'm not saying that you're further out that you're not as important i'm just kind of showing it from a kind of um a circular core kind of diagram if that makes sense so i'm going outwards with this so as we get wider and wider into the sphere of the world yeah the global the global community of souls here on earth so as we go further out we get to the sort of soulmates and there's more and more soulmates and you can have multiple soulmates whether it's family or friends or romantic and you can resonate with more than one romantic soulmate <clears throat> and it's normally an easier um relationship you may have gone through a lot of triggering with karmic partners which i've mentioned before in other episodes um and the karmic partners you're not really meant to stay with. You're supposed to really get the calling. Oh, eyebrows itch in there. <laughs> get the calling and, um, you know, of what needs to be done. And then really it's all about stepping into your power and really kind of getting into the to the true calling of who you are. And that's when you probably do move on and then meet a soulmate. Or maybe you do meet a twin flame if you are a twin flame. So, again, like I said, there are not many twin flames on this earth. 
I believe that it's probably just shy of 2 million from my calculations. And I'm going to do an episode on how I'm deducing down to that number of about 1.8 to 9 million coming from um, 144,000 oversouls that make these soul family clusters. And then within them, you have sets of twins. So that's how I'm getting to that number. So it's not really a lot if you think about the population of the world, which don't quote me on it because I don't know it right now, but I know Istanbul's got 15 million people and I could bloody well see that, excuse my language, when I was out in the city and I was like, whoa, there's too many people here. There's way more than London and way more than Costa Rica for my liking. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm digressing, but I hope you found that funny. Um, so the stages of the twin flame journey. So... The first stage could be this feeling of like longing. Um, and you may have this feeling inside like there's something missing or I feel like I've not really met the one or something's not right. Like I'm, I miss home or it could be several feelings, but it's a longing feeling, a feeling of maybe like a longing for connection, a, lo a longing for feeling at home. You know, the twins do find themselves having that feeling of home when they're together. So um, that is really the first stage, this longing feeling. You may even dream and feel stuff. You may already be in a relationship and feel like this is not it. Like I'm longing for something else. Why am I always sort of daydreaming that there is someone? And a lot of females might resonate with they have those daydreams when they're younger and they think about, oh, you know, one day I'm going to meet this amazing guy. It could be a little bit like that, but I mean, real longing from the soul, like you really feel it deep in your soul. Um, I'll share something, and I'm going to be really personal here, within within respect of my own boundaries and of my twins' boundaries, I will share some things, but it will be with respect for myself and for them. Um, when I was younger, I used to dream a lot, and I used to remember my dreams. And I used to really dream of like this partner and I was like so happy with them. And I don't know, I'd really love to kind of go off into this dream. And I was really young, like I wasn't dreaming anything too, you know, erotic, let's just say. It was just more of a, a happy like partnership. Like that was my Prince, I don't want to say Prince Charming because that's a very distorted view, but that was my like counterpart. And like we were really happy and we had a home and it was just so lovely. And I kind of used to sort of daydream about that as a, you know, a young girl. Um, and then, you know, you get older and you go through the teenage years and I went to um, a girl's school and you don't really see any boys and then it's all like the pressure's on, like, oh my gosh, are you ever going to see a boy? Who's going to be the first to kiss a boy? Is, is the boy going to ask you out? So let's not go there. But um, so that was sort of like, I remember that as a child, sort of younger ages and as a young girl kind of like, oh, you know, I'm going to have like a, a husband and he's going to be amazing. And I kind of saw it in my dream world. But you may just have this longing. I did get a longing later on in life, though. Um, I had, you know, boyfriends and stuff, but I was married. And the longing came again at that point because I did feel very lonely in my marriage. Um, I had married an amazing man, but it is because I was soul lost. I didn't really connect with who I was. And this was all I had all signed up for all of this stuff. So there was a longing inside myself. I felt like there was something not quite right and I was missing something. Um, now at that point, I had already met um, my twin flame before being married, but I wasn't specifically longing for that person, but I, because I didn't really know they were my twin flame. So I was just having this longing of like, there's got to be more to this. Like, is this life now? You know, my mum had died just after I got married. So I was like, 
what is it? You know, like what's going on? Um, so that's stage one, the longing. Stage two is maybe getting a glimpse. And the glimpse is whether you see them in your dreams quite vividly. And some people do speak about having seen someone in their dreams. Literally, they could describe them. And then they actually meet that person in real life a few weeks later, a few months later. So some people definitely do see their twin flame in the dream world, in the astral world, before seeing them in the actual 3D. I personally didn't. And I met my, I had got a glimpse in person. Um, and I didn't know, I didn't even have a clue that that was my twin um, or it was anything, you know, specific. But I did feel a real pull. And I did feel a real connection, like just in that first meeting. And I was like, you know, you've heard the other videos. If you were like, hey, who are you? Like in my, my soul was like, hi. Like I now when I think about it, my soul was like, hey, we've made it. Like you found me, I found you. Like we said we were gonna do this. Do you know, I think there was that moment and, but it did feel a bit like love at first sight and I was not expecting it. You know, it was just so unplanned. So it does come, the glimpse can happen like that and you don't know that the glimpse is happening. So for some of you that are listening, you know, you may resonate with being in a twin flame and you may have already noticed that that's happened and gone, oh yeah, I remember that moment was. Someone might be listening now going, oh, I don't even know if I am one, but this might sound right. And I've also said if in the past on other videos, if you really want to know if you're a twin flame, and I don't like the labels, divine counterpart, divine, you know, twin soul, whatever, but I'm just using it for the basis of trying to get the right sort of um, insight out there and, and my sort of guidance and help. I would say, you know, the best thing to do is to ask the universe and set the intention to be shown a sign and then see if it resonates. Because only you will really ever know. You could go to readers and stuff and you know, readers can probably confirm it, but I would say, ask yourself first. And then if it says yes, I'm pretty sure the reader would confirm it without you even asking the reader. They might even be, you know, specialising in twin flames and stuff. Um, I know I don't really read for people like that publicly. I've just read for a close-knit of people and I've picked up on vibes where I can tell, you know, and then I've sort of said, but I'd rather you go and ask there's definitely a high vibrational soul connection here. There's something quite transformative about this connection. Um, you could may well be twin flames. You could be high vibrational soul connection, uh, soulmates, but um, which is very similar to twins. They're just here to really transform and bring and help about this blueprint and embody, you know, unconditional love, both for themselves and together. Um, so anyway, um, that was the glimpse stage two, you know, like kind of getting a flavor and, sort of thinking, oh, I saw that person, it was kind of like a vibe, or when I met them, I spoke to them for a few minutes, and it was just like, ooh, you know, like, we were, a really nice feeling, um, so stage three can be the real sort of um, coming together, almost what I'd like to call it, like a, a the pre-meeting, or the kind of, you know, some people call it the falling in love, you could call it the falling in love, like the the initiation of it all in the 3D realm, because in the 5D, your souls already knew that they were together. They're practically already married. They are married and they're already like connected and in union. Uh, but in the 3D, they're just meeting. So it's that feeling of falling in love. So you, you, if you've had the glimpse stage and you've met them or whatever, this stage, um, the falling in love, um, 
can be like you're starting to date and you're really getting to know each other and it is like oh my gosh who is this you know this is just amazing like I'm really falling for them um you know you you this is stage four by the way I was just trying to remind myself what stage I'm on um and I don't really want to count them but I'm gonna just go through them and I've kind of got about eight here I didn't really want to say eight stages and sound like one of those people on YouTube like this is not a textbook bloody thing right sorry I don't want to say those words. But this is not a textbook thing. This is life. This is like we're souls living a human experience. I don't really want to give it like a frame. Like you might find that there was six stages. You might find that there was three. Like it's what resonates for you. But I'm just giving you kind of like what? The sort of the evolution of it, right? From monkey to man. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So the falling in love, you know. You might not even be in a relationship or dating. You might just be friends. And I definitely resonate with that, you know, like just really falling for them as a friend. And maybe I wasn't really realising that I was falling in love, but just like becoming best friends with them and they just really understand you and you really understand them. And you're just like, we like all the same things or we get on or, you know, like it's so easy to talk to you. And there's an attraction. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Mine, there was a lot of attraction. So it was, a, it was, it was all of that, right? And, but you know, it wasn't really like, oh, let's go out and let's be boyfriend and girlfriend. But there was, you know, there was interactions and there was moments. I guess there was, there was some dates. <laughs> it's just, you know, yeah. But there was hanging out, doing stuff together. I actually started kind of doing some work related stuff. Um, so it kind of worked, it worked out with doing some work together, which is kind of like, when I look at it now, work for humanity, mission work, you know, doing stuff together. So, um, there was that, um, but so for any of you listening, you know, it could be that you're going on dates and you fall in love, you're talking on the phone and you really feel like you're falling in love because falling in love can be anything, Right. Or you just you're not even like getting sexual or intimate. You haven't even met yet, but you're feeling it. Or you have met, but you're just friends. So however that resonates, but it's a really deep like. And you know when you had that longing stage, it's almost like, oh my gosh, like you just constantly want to talk to that person. You want to see them. You want to be in their energy. You just love being around them. They love being around you. You can tell they're so excited when they speak to you. It's it's so cute. It's so cute. <laughs> But that doesn't last for that long. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't. So afterwards, um, and this can happen in several stages. Like you can start to feel triggered by them, which is coming to sort of a purging and a cleansing stage. Now, um, mine probably did that several times. So I'm not saying, that's why I'm saying that this is not like a, a linear situation. It could go in a few circles or a few squiggly number eight lines, like the infinity sign. In, in this so take what resonates but there can be triggering and purging and things like that where they're showing up things and fears in you and then you're getting like really like you're seeing them or you see them talking to a, a man or a girl or whatever and you're like huh, huh, and they're not doing anything or you're not even with them but you're getting really bugged out by it so or they say something and it brings you back to something that was told to you at childhood that you need to kind of address, but you don't realise this. And remember, at this point, you probably don't even know you're a twin flame. Do you know what I mean? So if you're watching this video now, you're probably somewhat, like I said, if you if you resonate with being a twin, you're somewhat kind of experienced some of these stages already. Even if you haven't, you're just definitely being called to kind of watch this because there's something you're meant to learn. Maybe you're being told that you're not one, but you still need to work on yourself. 
and you're being called to just embody unconditional love, right? So there is that triggering and purging and really asking you to grow. And that's where it's starting to push at the ego. Now, the next stage is the runner and chaser. And this is why I said mine went in like a squiggly line, because I feel like the triggering and the purging happened. Then there was a runner and chaser stage where I actually feel like I ran. Um, and then years later, um, I ran. I got married, guys. Like I really ran. Um, I was like freaking like I couldn't I didn't want to like admit that I really loved this person I was super scared I was like no I I couldn't not not with them like my ego is like no not with them because they're not serious and if even if I wanted to with them like they would they wouldn't treat me right like they would hurt me and they'd do that and like there was all these abandonment issues 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 tissues and issues there was so many sort of unhealed childhood trauma past life stuff so I ran but in my situation I went through that a few times so I ran and then I kind of started to kind of not stop running then there was the falling in love stage again yeah so you may have that mine's been a long journey and uh, that's why I feel like um I have been called to do this to talk about um, the Twin Flames and my my personal experience and also share any insight because I think, like I said, there's a lot of misinformation out there. But um, yeah, so sorry, I'm digressing, but I feel like this might help you guys. So uh, I then came back into this sort of dynamic of like, okay, as I'm not running no more. I was being chased. I'm not running no more. I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real. I think that this this person is someone I love and then I was kind of being a bit more open about it and then um I I felt like we were falling in love this time it was like really like boom this was like very honeymoony like very honeymoony <laughs> and so if I thought I fell in love back then this just knocked that one out like this was like seriously like probably moments you never I never experienced in my life with anyone like, never, ever. And it was so profound. And, you know, like, to this day, I will always say, like, I'm grateful that I've experienced this because not everyone gets to experience love at this such a, such a pure and beautiful level. So, like, I don't, I don't regret this journey at all. I mean, it's made me who I am now. And I, I feel very proud of myself and very happy that I can share what I'm sharing with you guys. So anyway, back to what I was saying. So I kind of went there to the sort of falling in love stage and then... Then they ran. So we did a bit of, we took it in turns to run. <laughs> we said, like, both of us is going to run. Like, that's what we probably signed up for. So you're going to, I'm going to run first. Yeah, I'm going to get married and then run. And then I'm going to realise that the marriage wasn't right. And then I'm going to stop running. And then we're going to fall in love, like, really fall in love. And we're going to do the whole honeymoon thing and just be like, yeah, we want it all together. And then you're going to run. So, <laughs> so there was uh, several purgings, but... What I'm saying is the purging can come up and then one can run and the other one runs after them. They can be go like one runs and then the other one chases. Usually the chaser is the one that's um, more sort of aware of the connection, knows that there's more to do, knows that there's something more important for them two to be together. And there usually is some kind of inkling. Um, the runner is like running from themselves. So when they're running, they're not running from their twin. They're 
because you are your twin, right? You are a reflection of each other. So you're just running from yourself, which is your ego is running from your soul. So like I said, so we went, what were the stages again? Um, one was the longing, two was the glimpse, three was the um, the falling in love, four was the purging and the surrender, and then five, uh, the running, running and chasing. But the running and chasing can happen in and out. You can, there's a, there's a dynamic of being in and out a bit as well. So the in where you're around each other and then you go out because you're purging or you're being triggered. So it can be a little bit mixed. So that's why I said, take what resonates because everyone's journey is going to be different and you're going to like experience it in different ways and say, okay, that happened and this happened. And look, we're not trying to put labels. It's just for you to understand what's going on. The reason why I'm doing this video is for you to understand the purpose of all of this. Now, Many do go into separation and I, I want to do a whole different um, episode and video on a separation because it's a big topic in itself. And I don't even like calling it separation because you're never separated from your twin. And I wish I could have told my older self, the old Steph that at the time, because I was like, ah. and when I was reading about stuff and I was finding out, I was like, why is this happening? Why have they been ripped from me? I thought this was us now. I thought we were really together. So... Like I said, um, after the runner and chaser, I really feel the runner and chaser goes into the stage of what you could call separation. Um, that could be, you know, runner and chaser could be the separation stage as well a bit. It's a bit of both. I mean, you some some dynamics might not really have a big long separation period. I believe that it will keep doing this a bit like a kundalini. <laughs> you know, if you understand the kundalini that kind of weaves in and out the two snakes um from the base to the crown so that will keep happening um until you're really clearing out everything so both egos are broken down both are really connecting to their soul their purpose really choosing their own inner self-union of their balance of their masculine and feminine doing the work otherwise this is going to keep happening now i do believe that you can heal and grow together of course you can, but there needs to be a considerable amount of work that needs to be done. And you can probably, you know, do that together, but it does get very intense. And that's why a lot of twins do experience the separation because they're being pulled apart. And sometimes it's for their highest and best good rather than being with the other. It can be very triggering and quite traumatizing in itself. So, you know, spirit and the universe will kind of want you to be able to have that time to focus on you because you get other, you can get too focused on the other and they focused on you and not on the self. And um, time apart also does allow you to really get take stock of what is really going on and why what the connection is. And that's when you probably, it's usually during separation that a lot of people, souls realize, I think I'm a, in a twin flame dynamic. You know, it's, a lot will. Um, so yeah, so runner, chaser, stroke separation, let's say. Um, but I think, you know, the separation also kind of leads into the next stage, which is like choosing yourself, choosing oneness, finding the self-union and really find doing the work on yourself. And that can be, you know, that can be so, so different for anyone, like everyone and anyone it could be, you know, a couple of months. It might not be a lot. It could be a few weeks. I doubt that much, though. It could be several months, maybe a year. Some people have experienced several years, 10 years. Um, so it really just depends. Remember, this is all about free will. So 
you know, to, between the two souls, they may be pushing and avoiding to do the work, but the universe will just keep, you know, triggering tower moments for them to do the work because of what they've signed up for and what they said they wanted. Now, usually because there's that invisible cord between the twins, one will start doing the work and it's usually the one that was chasing originally or that, that chased and that stops chasing and starts to just say, I'm going to stop chasing. This is long. I need to just focus on myself. I need to claim my power. I need to set my boundaries. I'm going to start doing this and kind of pulling back the energy. And then the other one's like, oh, wow. Okay. Like they didn't act like that before. Okay. And then the, eventually they sort of, they, they're running still, but at some point they stop because this one is vibrating higher and higher and then this one's being kind of pulled. Can you see? And it can go like that as well, right? I'm just trying to do a diagram. <laughs> Hi. Bye. Um, are you vibrating higher now? Yeah. So, okay, are you pulling me up? Oh, shoot, I've got to do some work. Okay. So you're going to be like, Steph, you need to get some puppets. But I'm just trying to show you that. It, that's how it, you're vibrationally connected and the vibrations will shift one another. I think at the point that, you know, enough work's done and the two kind of, you know, you could be together and doing it or you're not even in uh, conversation, communication. So a lot of twins do resonate with, oh, Steph, I haven't spoken to them for a while or when I do, they're not telling me much, they're keeping me at a distance. And I always say, you know, just keep focusing on you. You can't force anyone to like talk to you. You can't force anyone to um, be there, um, be present, you know. Uh, maybe they're struggling to be present for themselves. Let them kind of work it through and figure it out, right? And then you can kind of work out what it is for yourself. Like, just continue to do you, be in a state of joy. And it can be hard for twins, you know. Um, I can resonate with it. You can kind of be like, well, you know, surely we're meant to be together and stuff. And... You know, you have to have that faith and, and trust and love in in the higher purpose of this all. And I think it's just about really being your highest and best self and allowing things to attract to you. And if they're really your twin flame or, you know, the soul, the high vibrational soul, then they will attract back into your life at the time in that the universe kind of sees that, you know, you're both manifesting each other back in if you both feel the same way. And it will come to that point where there is an opportunity to be together. And that's the next stage. It's almost like the 3D union. Now, there has been many twins in previous sort of generations in the last sort of, I don't know, let's say last hundred years. And they haven't come into union because there wasn't enough of an awakening on Earth, right? Those that were releasing their ego to ascend and connect with their soul into their 5D and to ascend to the higher dimensional self, right? So this now this era and I think you know ever since sort of 20 you know I mean I met my twin back in like oh it's, it's, it's 12 years ago so it's like you know 2009 you know those times so that's quite a long time ago but I do feel like the real movement and me knowing that I was in this connection was happening you know later on like 2016 17 18 so you know many twins are meeting now and those ones are being asked to do the work and they will be offered to go into union and those unions are not about this oh this fancy love and hey like we're twin flames and we're in you no it's like they have really done the work to really embody a high vibrational love and unconditional love and build a new blueprint and then through them being together it's actually giving um examples templates blueprints 
role models, like healthy role models in society and the community to see that this is what we're really supposed to be aspiring to have in our life, to love ourselves first. So, um, yeah, so that's where they are coming together to really do that. And there's mission work. So when they're together at that point, and if they choose each other, they're choosing to take on that next stage in their mission on Earth. And that's not easy because still there can be triggering, still there can be work, there's still things surfacing, there's still maybe past life stuff that they're unraveling. They, you know, if they decide to build a family together or share their family and connect their family, then they're going to be role models to, you know, the souls in the family and these young children or young adults that are like crystal, indigo, new earth souls that are also here to help raise the vibration on earth. So they there is still a lot more work and they'll be doing the work on their own, together with their family or with their communities and whatever their soul's mission work is. So there'll still be work, it's still a journey. So whether they choose to come together to do that or they don't because they, you know, it still could be something that triggers them and they're still not able to do that, then, you know, they might decide to just like stick with a soulmate or take a different path. And that is totally free will. Um, but I do believe that many are taking that that decision to come together because they see their purpose. They know what they're here to do for humanity and they understand that there is the higher mission work and the blueprint that they're creating for Earth to allow that legacy to continue. And this is changing this Earth transformationally, right? This is something, you know... Every 25,000 years, the Earth is resetting, right? The great solar flash. And we're here now. We're going to 2030. So there's a lot more unions. I personally know that there's unions happening right now. They're already being anchored and the diamond grid has been activated. So there's a lot more movement there. And um, if you haven't listened to the other episode I did about protection of the connection, I do urge you guys to really be careful about who you're sharing your information with about your connection because it's not something a lot of people understand. They've not been through this type of dynamic before. And it can bring with it a lot of uncertainty, other people's projections, other people's limited thoughts and beliefs because they come from codependent codependent um, relationships and um, backgrounds and past life experiences. So they don't understand this. They don't understand why would you have patience for this person when they've been really toxic or why would you give them another chance? Now, let me... Like I said, when you do the work and you understand your boundaries, you're not giving people your power. You're holding your power. You're speaking your truth. You've got your boundaries. But if you're still able to have compassion and then you see that they're doing the work and you're like, wait, well, I'm vibrating higher and you're vibrating towards me. Okay, we can talk. Friends and family might go, why are you still talking to that person? Is it their business? Is it their business? Don't tell them your business. You might have a soul tribe. And I personally don't really say anything myself. I learned my lesson because years ago, friends just thought I was, I don't know. They didn't think I was crazy. They just didn't get it. And they were projecting on me. And I was like, oh God, I'm taking on your energy. But now I have a few very close, close, close people that know. And my ears ringing. Whoa. So my ears ringing as I'm saying that. I've got a download. Um, I've got, that's them, that's the soul, that's the uh, oversoul talking to me going, yes, we hear you, Steph. But they are a safe, sacred space for me where I can share. But I still, even on this channel, I'm still protecting my connection. But I know that there, I have a purpose and this is my mission work 
to share this journey, this dynamic, uh, my experiences and to help the collective. So know that you can come to this channel, you can come to the Instagram pages, to the community. We're going to be having an event, uh, events on the moon, manifesting with the moon, online events. We probably will have some twin flame events as well and sort of high vibrational soul connection type, divine feminine, divine masculine. Let's get together. Let's create, you know, this beautiful energy of unconditional love, compassion um, and just good, good energy and, you know, community, upliftment, unity um, for humanity. So, yeah, just know that you can come to this space, you can come to the YouTube channel or wherever you find Divine Feminines and um, know that whoever I have involved in either videos or events, they have been chosen. Like, they're not just involved for the sake of being involved. It has been an alignment of my path with theirs and I know that their their role is to come and serve with me and the other souls to help raise the vibrations on earth. So I've told you about eight different stages. You may say, Steph, there's five, there's four, there's three, <laughs> there's seven. And like I said, mine went like that. So, you know, and for those that are getting through to the later stages and you're doing the purging work, you do keep going, keep doing the work. Don't be thinking about, oh, if you fixate on separation, you amplify separation. Anything you give energy to, you create more of. If you keep saying, I'm in separation, I'm in separation, it's not happening, it keeps happening. If you keep saying, oh, this is not happening, this is happening, that's not going to happen, right? So stop focusing on what you don't want. Just focus on you, enjoy, have fun. I always say that with manifestation. Put your intentions out there, put it out there, know what you want, and then just get on with life and have fun and just be in your present moment and just flow and dance with the natural flow don't push against it just go with the flow ebb and flow dance with the universe co-create with the universe because you're a creator you're here to create so if you're sitting still you don't you didn't quite get the message or you've not been listening to these um, these videos so go back and listen to them but you need to work with the putting in action knowing when to step back or being balanced and receiving as well as give um, giving those inspired actions and decisions and I think that's it I was going for one I think I need to go get a drink I'm gonna have a mint tea Mevla's back so I'm gonna um stop the video because she wants it <laughs> she's partying over she there <laughs> you can hear her so anyway I'm gonna go and I'm gonna love and leave you don't forget to like and subscribe this channel and leave me a comment let me know Shout out to everyone that's left me comments on Instagram and on YouTube. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Mwah. I'm grateful for all of you. And until the next time, peace, love, light and abundance. Bye, guys.